Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Wrestling with the, uh, Wrestling with the Willies podcast. I'm all fucking it up already. But uh, uh, this one, we're going to be doing two podcasts now, like in the next few days. And this is before WrestleMania. So I figured we might as well do night one and night two of Stand and Deliver. And we're probably going to do night one and night two of WrestleMania 2. Because it, uh, I didn't want to put out four podcasts in the whole thing. So, and so far, uh, NXT is still putting on the better. Pay- I mean, still, it's kind of early. We haven't even seen uh, WrestleMania yet. So, I can't really say that it outdid it, but I'm pretty sure it's yeah. outdid it. At- uh, I can tell NXT. you an interesting thing that might happen, though. I saw pictures of wrestlemania and it looks like they'll be using drones as part of the entrance tonight so um i saw pictures of sasha banks glasses you uh um est and let me in for the fiend all like well that's kind of cool so so that could be interesting as far as the entrance yeah doing something better than the fucking stupid cgi bullshit in most of the entrances where it's like especially if you've got people in the if you've got people in the crowd they that's something they can see that's tangible that you know like the cgi stuff is basically for tv yeah but uh, I guess we might as well, like, uh, I'll mention, uh, mostly because I didn't even realize that they had two kickoff shows. First, it was Zoe Stark versus Tony Storm, which I don't know who to, uh, Zoe Stark is. I'm sure that it's probably from NXT UK, I'm assuming. And then it was Bree Zango versus Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Which I figured that, knowing that uh, Dr- uh, Killian Dane and Drew Maverick won their match. I figured that's the reason why they're getting a tag team title shot, like, I think on Tuesday. So, didn't even know that they were doing a kickoff matches for it, so mostly because we watched it later than it aired, so, yeah. Like usual. But, uh, first match was Pete Dunn versus Kushida, and damn, they keep on fucking, uh, it was a good match, right? It seems like Kushida always does good matches with people. Like, I haven't seen that many that he hasn't, like, screwed up or whatever. But, like, I don't know what they're doing with him. It seems like it reminds me of Hideo Itami when, uh, or Kenta now 
like uh, when he was in there. It's like they were just like having him job out to a bunch of people. It seems like because the last like three or four takeovers that he's been at, he's lost. Like I think the only one that he actually won was when he went against uh, Velveteen Dream. I think. Yeah, we talked about that during the the um, pay per view. Was that uh, Kushida has lost a lot of his last few matches? Yeah, Velveteen Dream. I think was the only one that I saw that he's won. Yeah, I think that's the only one because. Uh, uh, and looks like now, I don't even know what they're doing with Velveteen Dream. It, it seems like he keeps on going in and out and stuff, probably because of trouble or whatever. I don't know exactly what, but like it seems like it's hampering his uh, stuff. And uh, there's got to be something or, the, or he's hurt. Yeah, I mean because yeah, I don't because know sure. it's. I mean, how you go from being you know almost main event to not even being on cards? Oh yeah. Well, I know that there was that uh, stuff that he was supposedly, uh, uh, like, the thing with the car incident, and then there was another one. Uh, I don't remember exactly what happened. It was, like, sexual assault or something that happened. I don't uh, I don't remember the whole thing, so I'm not going to really talk about it all that much, but I'm assuming that it might be from that. But then he... Oh, the underage the- stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. it could be that. Like, yeah, maybe they found evidence and they're like, hey, you need to be out of here, buddy. I don't know exactly Yeah, there's what. nothing There's nothing on listing, like, as far as him being injured. The yeah, so it could be anything. He, he might have asked for time off or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so, it, uh, but anyway, getting on the Pete Dunn thing, it, they did a lot of good moments. It seemed like they they beat each other up for a good amount of time. But, like, uh, I definitely think that, I don't know, it was probably one of my least favorite matches out of the whole card. Well, really. it was short, actually. It was yeah. only 10 minutes. So yeah. It was one of the shortest matches of the of both nights. Which, um, which I'm not really surprised. that Most of the time when it's the opening matches, they don't. It depends, really. It seems like uh, it depends on the certain matches. It's like when Cassius Sono went against Matt Riddle and they did it like real, real quick. Like only like three or four minutes or some shit. But anyway, it was still, it did. Like I love seeing Pete Dunn and I like Kushida. So I just hope that they do something more with Kushida. But. I definitely expected the next match where it was the Gauntlet Eliminator thing, where it was Bronson Reed versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. I honestly was surprised that they didn't do anything with L.A. Knight. Like, you know, that they booked him already and they had him on a takeover? I thought he... I mean, granted, from a heel to a face perspective, it makes sense why they put... Bronson Reed in that spot because I didn't think that they were going to do another Leon Ruff versus Johnny Gargano match. And those are really the, I mean, they could do something with Dexter Loomis, but I think that's coming up soon. I think the way that they're doing the Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis storyline. So I don't know. Like uh, that match was pretty good. I think this was one of my favorite ones of night one though like it was- oh yeah by far dexter loomis is creepy dude i don't know if you have the same opinion i know he's probably supposed to be but he creeps me out 
Yeah. I think that's why he uh, does that character. And this is me talking about when he was in T- in TNA like ages ago. He used to do this stalker character like he stalked who was it? Christy Hemi, I think it was. He would he, uh, there was like vignettes where he was just hiding in the background just watching her and stuff. I don't think she he did anything too creepy. But still, I mean like he had that uh, part where it was like super creepy. I don't know how they're gonna transition it if he becomes a heel. I don't know exactly what they're gonna do differently, but I love his music and everything. I uh, I was surprised that he was out pretty fucking early. It's like him, LA, and LA Knight were out super quick. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, and then he did the whole thing with the guy. What, what's his name on the outside? Oh yeah, he choked out LA Knight in the in ringside. It would have been fun. That's like I know we up. talked about it when we were watching it, but it would have been funny if like he would have done that and they would have passed out, and then all of a sudden they cut the camera off, and then they come back to it and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny to do. One of, yeah. the, one, one of the coolest things that Loomis does to me, and I don't know if you is his when he crawls in the ring on his knees, oh, but yeah. he does it on his uh knuckles. Yeah. Dude. It's one of the coolest looking things he does. Oh uh, yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of like a gorilla when it like yeah. a, a pound, like when it's uh I think they do that when they do it like that, it's kind of like they were showing their dominance against other yeah. people mm-hmm. so like maybe that's why he does it i don't know it's like something that nobody else does so i'm totally for it but i can tell you the finish in this match was pretty crazy oh yeah I mean, we were talking about the the power bomb to the i don't <laughs> even know what you call that move. yeah, yeah I, I don't mean, either but he did three moves in a row that were all powerful oh yeah and really it was like, like ouch yeah, and if he would have done that against Johnny Gargano, which we'll talk about later, like if you would have done that against Johnny Gargano, like right after each other, like he would have probably won the match, like legitimately. But I mean, he was a huge dude anyway. So, but uh, yeah, that's like the best part. Uh, I think the move that we're talking about, it's kind of like the Rite of Passage, or I think he calls it something else. I think he calls it Dead Eye now that Ethan Page does, or. Not Ethan Page, but a Hangman Page does. He mm-hmm. uh, like the, instead uh, instead of him landing on his knees to protect the dude, they it seems like he just drops them right up on their head. <laughs> and I'm sure that they don't drop like exactly on their head, but still, it's like if you're gonna make it legitimate for him to be out. <laughs> I remember when, when we first saw it. I was like, holy shit. And I know, then on yeah. top of that, he just slammed on top of the dude. I was like, good lord, no wonder he's going to win. Good lord, there ain't no way somebody's going to kick out of that. But, uh, yeah, so that was dope. But So this was my favorite match of the night. Oh, really? Yeah, for me. Um, only because um, I was, ex- well, we'll talk about it later, but, um, yeah, anyhow. It was just my favorite match. I, um, the other ones, I could say real close. The uh, we'll talk about it later, but the triple threat tag team match. Oh yeah, that was pretty good too. That that's was a, probably... that's the one good thing about most of these 
NXT pay-per-views though most of them they have a good build for the the match and like it's like really shows like the wrestlers are really trying to outperform each other in a way kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah because by far my favorite match of the night for at least night one was Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa like he beat the shit out of uh, out of Walter for like most of the match. They were either like he was working his hand the whole time to to try to like mess with the slap that way it didn't hurt him. They did that slap where he slapped into the table and broke the part of the table off. They they did a lot of cool moments. There was a few botches in, in there, but I mean you can't get everything correct all the time especially when they gave it like a lot of time it seemed like they gave it at least like 20 or 30 minutes (laughs) you know how long it was what 16 minutes and 59 seconds no way wow dude (laughs) that seems a lot longer than it was uh they uh, they filled a lot of shit into that that's surprising to me but, like, it's mostly because they did a lot of that match before, like, Tommaso Ciampa lost. And, like, once I saw that he didn't hit, I think it's called the Widow's Bell, where it's, like, the draping DDT that he does. And then he did the fairy tale ending. And then he kicked out. I knew that, like, uh, I figured that Ciampa was going to lose anyway. But, like, that just sealed it. Whenever, like, one of the guys does their finisher and they bounce out of it, and that just means that they're going to lose regardless. But, like, yeah. oh, man. That's one thing that I liked about it. It was like it was a Haas fight. They were just beating the shit out of each other. It seemed well, like... You're uh, also a fan of Walters, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, you talk seemed, about him a lot. Well, I mean, Walter, and like, his chops went... Um, went uh, least of all like his chops are like what make him right and there's been a few good matches that i've seen from walter like it seems like mostly because he for a bigger guy i mean he's not like tremendously big like he's overweight but he's not like super lean either like it's kind of like kevin owens type of size but he like absolutely hammers people like, it's surprising with how much strength he has for, like, how big he is. But, like, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is, like, one of my favorites anyway. So, like, I knew as soon as they were like, oh, yeah, they're going to go against each other. It's like, whoo, yeah, that's going to be really good. Like, the other one that I would like to see is, like, them do Timothy Thatcher versus Walter. You know, that they were both in Imperium beforehand, like, when they were out on the Indies. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. I'm pretty sure that they would be really good together too, but by far it was my favorite match just because they did so much. And especially, I think Tommaso Ciampa and Walter are pretty good when it comes to storytelling. Like they tell a lot in that damn story, like him working his hand and all that stuff. They were and they were telling a lot in the story, like through throughout the whole thing. Oh, about, I would like, I, I would agree with that. I just yeah. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Ciampa. At this point, and yeah, it just—I found myself not really paying attention much during that match. I don't know if yeah. it was, but you know, that's my only issue. Is that this is coming from me? I don't know what leads me to like certain things, but it—I think it's. Yeah, I think it's mostly if it keeps your attention, right? That's that's probably like if what, you're constantly watching it. 
that's like another thing. That's why, uh, because like, uh, yeah, this one, this one was actually one. The, the longest match of the night was the uh, Gauntlet Eliminator match. It was twenty three minutes long, but everything else was shorter than uh, Walter's match. So, yeah. Which I'm not surprised. I mean, like the, even then, the uh, the tag team champions at uh, the triple threat match for the tag belts, like they told a lot in that damn storyline too. Like they uh, like pretty much beat the shit out of MSK, which it looked like that the, they were going to give them the belts anyway, or at least I, I think if uh, Danny Birch didn't get injured. They would have probably had them like again, like if anything, they would have probably went against them for the belts. And I don't know if they would have gotten the belts at the time, but like you never know, they might have had it in the works where they wanted to put it on them anyway. But I'm starting to like MSK though. I don't know why they're named MSK though, but I'm. I uh, what's the other dude's name? I know Nash Carter is the white dude, but I don't remember the name of the other dude. Like there was some moves that he was doing that I was just like, "Holy crap!" Well, it's West Wesley and Nash Carter. Oh, okay, that's funny. Maybe. He's, uh... <laughs> well, yeah, their names don't even tie to what MSK is, so that's what I was trying. Yeah. I'm trying to find why they are named MSK, and it doesn't really specify the yeah uh, all i know is that i'm starting to enjoy legato delta phantasma too especially in this match like they they even did it where like they really had that like how they did the tag team moves against them in this match to put them out of the match made sense too they're not as and good like as, there's not as good as lucha bros though oh yeah i i <laughs> And that's another, you know, I know we're talking AEW while we're talking WWE, but that's one of my favorites right now, too, which is kind of surprising because I'm not a normal. Oh, what? Lucha House Party or no, Lucha, Lucha oh, Bros? Lucha okay. Ray yeah, Phoenix yeah. and. Uh, oh, Impro. yeah. Nobody could fucking come close to them, though. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's like. Like, Ray Phoenix just went uh, just alone. How he could fucking run across the uh, the ring ropes and shit and do some of the moves that he does is just amazing. But me. it did kind of remind like, me of them. Legato yeah. del Fantasma kind of reminds me of them. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. Good match for what it was, and, and it makes sense to put the belts on MSK. I mean, they could have done it for Grizzled Young Veterans too. Because I'm like Zach Gibson, not so much Drake, but I mean I'm. I'm really but they can continue a feud between them now. I'm oh yeah, about, like especially th- they, those they were the, just, those were the two okay. that kind of fought most during this match. So it's not like uh, I. That's the only thing I felt with Legato del Fantasma in this match was that they were kind of the outliers. Oh yeah, like they were the afterthought yeah. of the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The most disappointing Point match is the one we're going to talk about next to me. Uh, oh yeah, Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai, and I was so surprised. Like I out of all the fucking people to lose, yeah, we talked about who she would drop it to, and I think you go as long as she doesn't drop it to Raquel Gonzalez. I think yeah. you even said that, and. Yeah. Sure enough, the next freaking 
pay-per-view, Tango, she drops yeah. it to Raquel yep. Gonzalez, which <laughs> so it either points to she's going to um the main roster, Io Shirai is, or I don't know. I don't know yeah, why they would I don't know why they would give it to Maine. Raquel Gonzalez unless she's going to Maine. Yeah, she's going to Maine. There ain't there ain't no way that they ain't gonna like especially the way that they end up having the US right now. But her damn su- entrance is badass. I that's what I'm saying. It like gets you hyped. Like the theme like okay, so I was gonna talk about this in the next match, the latter uh, for night two at least. The ladder match versus Santo Escobar and Jordan Devlin, and I was talking to you, uh, to you about it, like how theme music has to like get you hype for the match, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was talking about how Pete Dunn's music they changed, and his other uh, music was just perfect for him. So it's like kind of like uh, the. I get that they're trying to get away from the CFO stuff and everything, and that had to been like the Pete Dunn entrance music was a CFO's thing, but like this, uh, the themes just suck. Like uh, uh, seeing the Santos Escobar one, that one's not so bad. Like I would much rather listen to their Legato del Fantasma entrance. That's a better song than the, than his standalone one. But, like, Jordan Devlin's, holy shit, it sucks. But, like, with uh, Io Shirai, she gets you hype. Like, the music, it just fits her character. She comes out, like, all chaotic and shit. You were talking about, like, she was, like, the female Shinsuke. Yeah, that's because like, uh, she even kind of has the same mannerisms, like, when she comes yeah, out. Yeah, she has the same swagger, right? Like, she comes out, like, and does, like, somewhat the similar thing. And that's why... Uh, I don't know. Like, it's just like, it just really shows. And then I was just like, how do you drop it to Raquel Gonzalez? Like, sure. Like, I I was talking about it when we were watching the pay per view that, uh, okay, her powerbomb is cool, even though that I. It's more like a chokeslam. Right? Because, uh, but like, still, it's like, I like the moves that she set up, but uh, like, total. She's just okay, right? And, like, if she's up on main, I could already tell that they are just going to not do shit with her. Because, like, you haven't fully fleshed out her character. They're just acting like she's a beast, right, where she just wrecks everybody. But when she's going to get up on main, if she gets on main, they ain't going to shoot and do shit with her because there's way bigger people, like Nia Jax and shit. Even Tamina Snuka, I think, is bigger than her. And, and so, like, dropping the title to her just didn't seem like it made sense. I would have much rather seen her, uh, seen them drop it to Candice LeRae or something to fill up the ways uh, and kind of, like, treat them like kind of like the Undisputed Era type Well, maybe thing. Dakota Kyle turn on her. Yeah. Well, that's that's the only thing that I can think of, like, I definitely don't think that they're going to have the title on her for that um, uh, for that damn long either. I think if anything, if the, like yeah, the person that I think is going to take the belt is Frankie. Mo- uh, like it seems like Taya Valkyrie, which is John Morrison's girl, uh, girlfriend, wife, something like that. I think it might be wife, 
But like she used to be in TNA, did a shit ton there. It seemed like she finished up her contract and then WWE signed her. Made sense why. But I think the Frankie Monet character that they teased on uh, this week's uh, the stand and deliver thing is going to be Taya Valkyrie's character. And I think she's going to win the belt quickly. Like, I don't think that they're going to like take that long for her to beat Raquel Gonzalez. Sure, I could be wrong, but I think that, like, on how much, like, her character's over in every other promotion that she's been in, to be here, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have her in high stock. Yeah, rumor is it's going to be her with her dog. Yeah. And she already comes out, I think when she was in Impact, she came out with her dog, too, but which I didn't realize that at the time, but then somebody was like, "Oh yeah, this is her character." I was like, "Oh, it totally makes sense." Uh, I don't really care for the name though. I hate how they always has to change everybody's name. Oh, we gotta fucking get trademarks so we could fucking sell T-shirts and shit. It's like I think one of the oh, keys man. is because there's really? a dog in that vignette that you watch with the. Oh so. yeah. But anyway, this uh. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez won Santos Escobar won which made sense which uh, uh, I know that you were trying to figure out why there was two belts in the match and I was like yeah I think it was because uh, Devlin didn't actually lose the belt they just vacated it it's kind of like what was it with Sami Zayn when he came back he had the title belt because they just dropped it from him didn't tell him or like and he probably found out online when it happened. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, it says on here, uh, Santos Escobar is the interim NXT Cruiserweight champ, and Jordan Devlin's the NXT Cruiserweight champ, so that must be why there were two belts. Each person's oh. belt. But, so, oh, okay. anyhow, I don't know how you can have an interim and a champ, but yeah, it makes sense what you're saying anyway, though, that he couldn't wrestle because of COVID. So, so in the interim, yeah. or whatever, whatever yeah. his issues were, why he couldn't get into the states, or whatever the fuck. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like this was, this was my second Jordan favorite Devlin, match though, of the night. This was huh? my second favorite match of the night. Oh really? I, I see. It's like I was thinking about the same thing with the Tommaso Ciampa Walter match was that I didn't really pay attention to this at all. Mostly, be, I mean, there was some good spots, though, like the moonsault that he did. A beautiful moonsault. I think I talked about that when we were watching it, too. I was like, ooh, that was pretty. Like, so there was, like, uh, cool moments in it, but, like, it was, like, it was hard for me to keep my... Uh, the next match is really. the one that I had a problem with on night two. Was the Emperor no. Moon and shot no. match. Yeah, I yeah, it was over before I knew it started. I mean, I I don't remember any part of that match to be honest with you. Well, I mean, it was cool. I I, like the ending was dope, which I figured that that's how they were gonna do it, and but like, yeah, it seemed like they were doing a lot of cheating, and uh, like at first, it seemed like it took a while to get started, right? Be, uh, because they were cheating the whole time, like uh, Candace and it, or well, 
I don't know if it'd be saying cheating or like just uh, bending the rules, mm-hmm. whatever. They were really using every aspect of it to try to get one up on uh, Ember and Shotzi. And I already knew that they weren't going to win. So it was like I was sitting there and, and seeing all this. I was like, yeah, this is like the little bit where they're just preparing for what they're going to do later. And uh, like there was one spot where they did a move. What was it? The Shotzi one where it looked like they almost. Oh, no. Shotzi it. did the uh, what suicide dive and she missed them completely. Yeah, she did like, like a, she went right in between everybody. Yeah. And it's almost like yeah. that's why Ember Moon and, decided to do the ma- the move she did off the ropes because right oh, after that yeah. she did that uh, where she jumped on everybody. I don't even remember the move she did, but I do remember that was around the time where like you could, where you saw Ember Moon's butt crack because I remember you made the comment. Yeah. About that. Well, I mean, oh yeah, mostly because like. It was weird because she landed, right? She was as Shotzi landed, and then like there was nothing wrong with Ember, and then all of a sudden she was like acting mm-hmm. like she was hurt, right? So I could tell something was going on, like where she was just like, Oh, okay, I'm just gonna act like I'm tired or some shit. But like the finish was dope. I think the finish was the best part where they did like a double eclipse. That's like such a hard move to like what's well, like a stunner like slash right. like flip thing yeah it, that's like uh, Rand- that's why I say it's it like randy orton good, though you know he talks when- about his rkos right like he talked about one if you've watched the broken skull sessions like like i think so yeah. a lot of times it has to depend on the other person too like he mentioned there was one of his most famous rkos he didn't do much. Like if you if you watch it back, it was the one against Evan Bourne, where, uh, where yeah, he, and he, he talks about he basically came up about an inch off the mat to to land it, but it was all Evan Bourne yeah. placing himself in the place he needed to go. And he mentioned that Evan Bourne had the innate ability to go wherever he needed to go in the ring. So if he jumped somewhere, he would land where he needed to land. And so he said that was really all on Evan Bourne, and he's known for this move, and it really was all the other guy. And that's where I was kind of getting at with that, is that the Eclipse, I think a lot of the time, it has to do with the other person, too, because... they they, Yeah, if they're not in that right spot or something... They have to be in the right position to take it, right? Otherwise, it's not going to look right. So, yep, that is definitely for sure. That's why I thought that when they did this one, I don't know what happened. It looked a bit wonky, like when they uh, when she did the eclipse. It's like it's mostly because I think she landed sooner, so then it's like they had to make up for distance or something. So it looked just a little bit off. But it was cool doing the double eclipse and then it led to the senton off the top rope, which it seems like uh, Shotzi puts all her weight <laughs> on them whenever she lands. And she's not like a big chick. She's maybe like 130 pounds, maybe. But like she like lands like it looks like she's just like, yep, I'm going to mm-hmm. hurt you. <laughs> 
kind of reminded me of like yeah. how Vader's mm-hmm. bomb goes, like where he just drops all his weight. But Vader's <laughs> like five hundred or was four hundred pounds or something. But this was the shortest yeah. match I think of the entire of both nights, besides the pre-show matches. Um, the Ember Moon match was the shortest one. It was only ten minutes and thirty-four seconds. Yeah, it was Damn. slightly. It was five seconds shorter than the Pete Dunn match was. But the next match to me was wow. the one that seemed. And when I look at timing, this one seemed. You know, you were talking about how Walter and Champa seemed to go on for thirty minutes. That's how it seemed like the Gargano Bronson Reed match did. And I look at the timing, and it was actually shorter than the Walter match was. It was 16 minutes and 23 wow. seconds, and it seemed a lot longer than that. Oh, yeah. Mostly because I'm like, I mean, I that's yeah. the main thing. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa know how, how to do really good storytelling with their stuff. So, like, uh, you could tell the pacing that they were doing. Even, like, hitting them in the ribs, like, a bunch of times. And it looked like there was some there were some moves that fucked him up. Like, there was that one where, uh, what was it? He Or, actually, I forgot. That was, like, in the Eliminator match, right? Where he, like, took a bump and he landed his back up on the side of the Yeah, that was, that was... I was like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, oh, that was just unnecessary. I don't see why they made him do that. <laughs> he must have like meant to land in a different spot or something, but it fucked him up. I could tell. But uh, yeah, so like this one, I was figuring that Johnny Gargano was going to win. But if there was a time that Bronson Reed should have won it, it was probably yeah. I, I know you were hoping he did. Like, because you could do. Yeah, it's mostly because I'm really starting to like Bronson Reed. And I found out that, like, I think when we were talking about it, is that he was in The the Mighty Don't Kneel, which is uh, TM61 for anybody that knows the NXT stuff. Like, they uh, originally were a trio, I guess, where it was uh, both the members of TM61. Yeah, he was John and Rock him. in that group, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, dude, like, I guess they signed him afterwards, but like, talk about if they were turning him heel like they did at one point, if they would have just put him as their muscle, dude, they would have marked it and like put the title belts on them. <laughs> but uh, that's like also another thing, too. I really like his theme music, too. It just fits his character, you know, the uh, like. So, I mean, they had some cool moments in the match, too. Like, uh, most of it, they, like, Journey Gargano, like, beat the, sh- like, at one point, he he did, like, a few things to make sure that he won the match. Like, he did the one final beat, which it, te- it seems like he's using yeah. as a finisher now. Like, where, like, he did it to him twice. First, uh, what's his face? Missed the drop kick, I think. Or not a drop kick, but like a moonsault. He missed the moonsault, and then it was like he did the uh, one final beat twice on him to make sure that. He, but like that's the only thing is that I thought that the ending kind of came quickly, like kind of quick. But still, I mean, I like the match for what it was. 
Well, and this one was 16 minutes and 23 seconds. That's why I was saying it was short, but it was it seemed longer. Now, now I tell you what, the next yeah. one, I was expecting way more out of that match, and it kind of annoyed me. And and what and what really well, annoyed me, honestly, was yeah. Scarlett in this match. It seemed like she was talking a lot, and it was bothering me. Like I had a hard time of concentrating mm. on what was happening in the match because because of her screaming. I don't know if you had the same problem, but um, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't actually like really. Like, well, I, I couldn't understand really what she was saying. Which is surprising. I couldn't I understand what she was on. saying, but it was like enough to distract me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So Take I mean, the match. Yeah. That's like kind of like what Lana does whenever she tries to act like a heel. It seems like she takes away from the stuff, like knowing that she's yeah, screaming so, like that. So I wasn't but surprised like, that Karrion Cross won at all because I totally expected before. Yeah. That was the one thing I expected all night was the results of what happened in the last two matches. But the way this match just did not go the way. It was 17 minutes long, yeah, but it, it didn't like, seem – it wasn't a very entertaining match. Yeah, it didn't seem like – yeah, it seemed like it was, like, fast-paced or something. Like, uh, how the Kyle O'Reilly match that he did against him and then, like, uh, even – I think the Pete Dunne match that he did with him – like those seemed like they were just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth the whole time, beating the shit out of each other. And then it seemed like there was cool moments in it. Like I liked how how like he smacked the shit out of him, and there was like, "Oh, you down done it, man!" You well, it was funny when we shit. watched it because we didn't pay beating. attention to like that he wiped the paint off of his chest. Because remember, we were both like, holy oh, yeah, shit, he smacked him, him hard. Yeah. Look how red his face is. But then come, to, come yeah. to find out it was the paint that was from his chest on his face. Yeah, and then we were like, <laughs> oh, shit. He's, yeah, that's why I was just like, oh, my God. Well, like, yeah, like, I, oh, man. Uh, and I don't want to say like it disappointed. Oh, it disappointed me. Too, me. I was fully I expecting was way be, more. Of I that thought it match, was gonna though. be a lot. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a lot better than it was. And, and like, sure, maybe it was because I had a feeling that Karrion Cross was gonna win. And that's another person that has a killer entrance, though. Like, is Karrion Cross? Uh, but like, I don't know. It's just like. A very disappointing well, see, the, to me. The but, issue I have uh, even with that is like even to even on that entrance, it seems to focus more on Scarlet than it does on him. Yeah, because she's all screaming and like she does that. I guess she's the one saying that in his entrance. Well, yeah, but I'm I mean, what I'm saying is, is like even the entrance is it, like it's her so. entrance, not his. It's really weird. It's. Oh, yeah. And, like, she stands in front of him. She's the one talking the entire time. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Like, uh, what's it called? So, I might as well talk about my favorite. Oh, and this was my favorite, match. too. Uh, both nights. That's what I Yeah, like. By the, far. Uh, yeah. Which I knew that it was going to be because Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are. Well, remember, awesome. I. Yeah. 
But like I knew as soon as they did matches with each other because they did it in Ring of Honor where they did this type of feud and the matches were fucking awesome. But like adding all the shit that they did in this one to that just made it even better. One of my favorite (laughs) spots was when they went through the entrance, the ramp, entrance ramp. Yeah. And like, and then felt, oh man, it jacked up Kyle O'Reilly though. Good lord, like it was giving him welts. I hope that this is what, like, we were talking about this too. Is that I hope that this builds to him going for the title uh, at one point and winning it. I'm hoping that they're doing a slow build for him to win the NXT title. But well, I mean, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. A few but... pay per views ago, I was telling you that. Kyle O'Reilly, I didn't really care for all that much, remember? Well, I'm changing my tune. Yeah. I'm kind of, he's starting to shift me a little bit now. So, with the last few matches that I've watched him in, I mean, there was this one, and then what was the last one yeah. that he did? It was with, yeah, Finn Balor. Finn that Balor was the one, one. I think. The last two, especially, he's impressed me on. Just in the, yeah, it's mostly, I think it's mostly for me, it's just how legitimate he makes the wrestling feel like to me. Like, it, like knowing that he was actually a martial artist and all that shit, it just seems like more legit with him in it. And like, even doing most of the moves that they did in this match, like even the one where it made him uh, pretty much pin Kyle or Adam, I mean, is the he wrapped his knee in the chain and did the knee drop on him? Of course, he would be out. For and, that. and one thing, you know, the timing <laughs> on this match, it was forty minutes long. And but it, but it needed oh, to yeah. be. And I mean, may, you know, this is where I was saying before. You know, WWE tends to not have timing real well on their matches. I feel, and then both of these nights, the timing was kind of perfect all night long or in both nights i because honestly the, even going back to the raquel gonzalez and io shirai in night one i didn't want to see 12 minutes or five you know a lot of time with raquel gonzalez a huge and, yeah uh, but i wanted to see more time with adam cole and kyle o'reilly i didn't want to see a lot of time with ember moon and candace Lorraine and them you know, I I probably could have done with more time for Pete Dunn and Kushida, but that's pretty much the only one. Every other match, I think 16 to 20 minutes was a good amount of time to get the to get the points across. Yeah, I, I definitely. And that's the main thing about the unsanctioned match, too, is that it was kind of like uh, it reminded me of when Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa did their match where, like, they were just in a blood feud and shit like that. That's one thing that Triple H kind of does well, is doing these blood feuds and shit, where they're, and like, how they build up the match where they go against each other. And, like, Adam Cole, I don't know why he keeps doing the damn hard-edge fucking chair thing, like, where, it's like, his back lands right up on the middle of the damn chair. Like, please don't do that move. I know you're trying to, like, 
do deadly shit or like trying to like see about stuff being hurting and uh, like trying to show like you're gonna hurt the other dude but i don't want to see that spot like ever i i'm uh, mostly because it seems like that's like a move that if you land it wrong you could fuck up your back like permanently right or like your like anything you know <laughs> so like certain things i just don't want to see happen especially the people that i want to see keep wrestling <laughs> but like i get i get why it's kind of like the Britt baker versus uh thunder rosa match that was dope as shit they didn't do like a whole lot uh they did a lot of spots and stuff like that but it wasn't like excessive my favorite match of the year so far that one and uh yeah but what i was getting you know i don't want to talk about aew again but one of the things i think the wwe would be good to pick up you know because i keep talking about timing right and i don't know you watch you've watched dynamite one of the things they do is most of their matches have a time limit so you know they're gonna go a certain amount of time regardless right like I'll say with a 20 minute yep. time limit. So, you know, it won't go over 20 minutes, but it, you know what I mean? But it may only go 10, but you know, it won't go over 20. And I think it would benefit. I, I just feel it might benefit WWE to do that kind of thing is to say like they're. Yeah. I don't know why they don't. I thought that they did like at certain times. Yeah, Maybe but they just don't say it. Benefit every time. Them to say but that like, because yeah, that's like a, you know, for people like the, you know, if you know the thing's only going to go 10 minutes, you know, 20 minutes, you probably will pay attention more than. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, that's the main thing with, I think they kind of, uh, took that from New Japan and from Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor does that a lot where they'll do the uh, 20 minute time limit thing or whatever but they do stuff differently where they will have them go the whole 20 minutes especially if it's like certain people like uh, I think the last one that I remember it was like Jay Lethal for I guess my somebody. point is, yeah. I can't remember it might have been like Adam Cole or something at the time, and but but yeah, a time limit draw. Can you imagine? And then can you imagine how you can push um, feuds in that way, in that they go the time limit? Like you don't have a winner after twenty minutes, and then it continues. Well, then it makes more sense yeah. than freaking having a shit ending that continues the feud because it ended in some kind of stupid bullshit and yeah oh yeah and making like uh like making people look bad or making you look stupid for watching because you're like why in the fuck would i believe Yeah, because that tells me they're gonna have another match three weeks from now i mean you know so it's like oh yeah but the that the last match was definitely the best match of the the car of both nights, and yeah, I definitely say the Tommaso Ciampa one for like night one by far, but then the unsanctioned match definitely the better and the best of all yeah. And of I them. feel night one, like I just said, because, was the eliminator yeah. match for me. I I just wasn't that entertained with the Ciampa match. Yeah, 
I'm totally, uh, I totally, but you know, it is what it is. It's one of those things, you know, people have what they like to watch, right? Oh, yeah, it's very subjective. So, like, we'll say this that, like, I'll sit there and we'll make this podcast and then I'll watch, I don't know, Wrestle Talk or literally any other uh, person that watches shit and they'll think differently. I mean, most people th- generally agree with somewhat the same things, like Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, like Walter and Ciampa. It's like certain matches, but then you'll see like other matches. They'll be like, "Yeah, this was better than this one." Like, uh, like the women's tag team championship match was better better than the men's, right? They'll go back and forth with that. So it just depends. Like that's the main thing about wrestling. We just end up talking about what we think of, and then other people like yep. have a discussion. Now I, now I do look forward to WrestleMania much. Night One, and what we've what we've heard is that the oh, opening yeah. is going to be uh, McIntyre versus Lashley, and the main event's going to be Sasha and Bianca. So it'll be interesting. I, I don't know what I know. Yeah, I'm pretty no sure the Miz versus. Bad Bunny or whatever his name is is also on the card on night one. Yeah, you know that Bad Bunny. Yeah, you know that Bad Bunny is going to win that one. You know Bianca's going to win. Like you know Bobby Lashley's well, going to win. That's what right. That's what I mean. That's like, what you're calling right now. We'll or, see if it like, actually happens. Yeah, but I'm doing predictions. Kind of. It's already happened. It's like, it's, it's like tonight, but. Like I don't know, I don't know what else. Uh, I don't either, uh, but I but I do know it's four hours. One. It's three hours and forty six minutes. Yep. So holy shit, damn, dude! So it's gonna be like that's what it seems like. So yeah, day. we're gonna What's have fun it? here soon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! I might have to split it up into two days. Oh, like three days. What the fuck? No. <laughs> Put a what's it called? For I guess that, that wraps uh, up today's podcast. Yeah, we'll have another, another one. Right, yep. In a, yep. In a couple of days. <laughs> so if you guys enjoy all that shit, and yeah, yeah uh, thank you for listening to this far. Yep. yep the and, and keep listening. Send <laughs> it off to your friends. Have them listen, and then we keep growing this stuff. Yeah. Tell them, hey, look at these goofy yep. fuckers talking about <laughs> wrestling. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so for um josh and jeremy we will talk to you See guys you later. in the next podcast uh if you guys enjoyed this podcast you can check out all of our social media accounts which is the heart of geek and our twitch channel is heart of geek if you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh relate towards our facebook page Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.